welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? I had a strange experience in meditation yesterday where I found myself being asked to give a report to a council of beings that I did not know personally but recognized about what's going on on earth. And I responded by saying, my vision is obstructed. I cannot see clearly, so I cannot give a clear report. It was a really strange experience. (laughs) Um, But today I'm left sort of with this question. If I were asked to give a report about what's going on on Earth, what would I say? What would my report be? to visitors from another place or from another time. So today I'm going to try and do that. I'm going to imagine that you listeners are not from here or not from now. Mac is uh, also giving his report. I apologize if you can hear him barking. (laughs) I am a part of a species that has named itself Homo sapien, which roughly translates to the wise human or the clever human. A human is an upright, bipedal, mammal. Homo sapien arose about 300,000 earth years ago out of a hominid species that arose roughly 6 million years ago and has tried out many iterations on this planet, becoming more upright relying on more advanced technology to survive and in many ways becoming more fragile over time. Less bone density, smaller muscles, relying more on fine movement and language and relying less on strength and force. At this current iteration of this hominid, this upright bipedal mammal, there are about 8 billion of us on this planet. 
This makes us the most populous large mammal on the planet by far. Humans are hugely outnumbered by birds, insects, bacteria, sea life like krill and plankton. Humans are also wildly outnumbered by fungus and plants. Using technology, humans have been able to populate every ecosystem on every corner of this planet. 300,000 years ago, human populations, as they arose, were centralized in smaller tribal regions. But over time, human populations mixed with other hominid species and spread across the globe. These species, subsets, developed language, skin tone, color, mannerisms and customs, and what became called culture, which were niche adaptations to the landscapes where they settled and developed. These adaptations became a cultural identity that remained in place for tens of thousands of years. Due to changes in climate and geography, what had been isolated niche adaptations began to hybridize and commingle as people from isolated regions were suddenly able to contact one another. This has led to tens of thousands of years of cultural and genetic intermingling. The human species seems to be very interested in identity and finds multiple ways to identify as an individual. Race, skin tone, language, foods, spirituality like deities, beliefs about the afterlife. These have all been ways that humans have found identity and belonging. And much of that has begun to disappear in the past few hundred years as one particular subset of humans began to dominate the globe with their own views of the afterlife, of deity, and of the superiority of a particular skin tone. That particular subset of Western European human mastered sea travel and developed large fleets of ships that it took across the world spreading its worldview its belief in superiority of a particular skin tone its belief in a superiority of language 
and custom and culture. And over a period of just a few hundred years, this particular subset of human has globalized their niche adaptation to survive, which is homogenization, having everyone speak the same language, eat the same food, believe in the same God, believe in the same afterlife. And they have had great success in spreading their worldview across the world using force and scarcity of resources. So in a lot of ways, using brute force and manipulation to achieve their goals. It's only been in the past few decades that mass resistance has organized itself against this spreading globalization worldview where people, the descendants of those who were originally converted to the homogenist viewpoints of the architects of power have realized what they've lost. Cultures that were intact for tens of thousands of years suddenly realizing they've lost their language, they've lost their worldview, they've lost their skills to survive in just a few hundred years. And now their descendants are saying no more. It's time to reclaim what's left of our language, our culture, and our beliefs. A mass uprising has begun in an effort to save what's left of what was once a huge diversity of people, of humans on this planet. We are standing now at a crossroads on earth knowing that so much has been lost that it is impossible to reclaim the cultures of the identity of these cultures in a pure form and yet realizing the disastrous consequences of allowing force and manipulation to homogenize a people realizing that in fact the diversity of language culture worldview and experience actually makes us much stronger, more resilient, and more able to survive. We've seen from our own farming practices and our own economical practices that homogenization is weakness on this planet. The more alike we are, the more likely we are to have the same diseases, the same pitfalls, the same blind spots, and the more likely we are to fail. And so humans on this planet are currently struggling with how to embrace diversity when the humans here have internalized a worldview where diversity is weakness and that just one way of being is superior. And so millions of people on this planet today are working hard 
to find the parts of themselves that have swallowed this hook, this belief in the superiority of one language, one God, one skin tone, and to pull that hook out of our gut before it destroys us all. Humans on Earth today are learning to remember that humans themselves are not superior on this planet, but just one species in a web of life. And that the needs of other species are as important to that web as their own. This is a forgetting that is recent for many people. For many humans on this planet, they have understood this to be fact forever. until just the past few hundred years. And in just the past few hundred years, where this worldview of one God that dominates nature has taken over this planet, more destruction of ecosystem and life has happened outside of extinction level events like comets or climate change, shifting in and out of ice ages, volcanic eruptions, The amount of life lost is equal to the kinds of catastrophic events we've seen that nature has brought on herself. But this at the hands of humans who are part of nature. The human species has come up out of the soil and the salt and the air just like the cypress tree has, just like the Amanita has. And so this struggle between diversity and homogenization is a struggle that is incarnated by this planet through the human species. And so the consciousness of the biosphere of this human, of this planet that humans call Gaia or Earth struggles with the propensity towards sameness and the value of diversity. And she incarnates that struggle through the human species and through other species. You watch bacterial cultures growing in a Petri dish and one bacteria seems to be the strongest, eating up all the nutrients in the dish until another comes along that then tries to take over the entire dish. There's, there's this drive towards homogenization, towards takeover, towards everything I can take is mine. And this goes on for a few generations until a community is formed of cooperation. That has happened in the forests of this land, that has happened in the oceans, that has happened with the microbes in the soil. And that same kind of balance is being struggled for in the sentient being of the homo sapien, the wise human. We are making that same difficult passage from immaturity to a mature ecosystem. How will we find the balance of sameness and difference of sharing and taking that other species on this planet have found and will we find it in time 
if I were reporting to a galactic council or travelers from another time, I would say that the human species on this planet is having a crisis of initiation and a rite of passage. That this species, after 300,000 years, is moving from childhood to adolescence and will quickly need to move through adolescence to adulthood in order to remain a top species on this planet, a successful species on this planet. And their success or failure, our success or failure, will depend on our ability to value diversity and to cooperate with worldviews, values different than our own, and for all of the diverse worldviews and cultures and languages to look together toward the wholeness, this small blue marble swirling through space, held in place by the gravity of our sun. If we can value this sphere as our home together, despite our differences, then humans have a good chance of maintaining their status as a top species on this planet in this biosphere. If we fail our initiation, I imagine that life here will have decided that Homo sapien, the clever human, was unable to find the balance between sameness and difference and cannot be entrusted with this much power on this planet. And the organizing structure of life here will find a way to reduce our power. And this is an exciting time to be alive, to be witness to this crossroad, to be witness to this choice point, this rite of initiation, this passage into adolescence and adulthood for a species that is new on this planet, just 300,000 years that we've come up out of the millions of years of refinement of bipedal upright mammals. My experience with humans on this planet is that in large majority, the human nervous system is wired for connection for care and tending, for nurturing, and that the instinctive reaction of the majority of humans is to help and to tend and to protect. And this inherent value system is what will save them, what will save us. That value system has been overridden by a very small group of humans on this planet that have skillfully overridden that value system 
with rules of etiquette and obedience and symbols of authority that are shallow and empty but have been skillfully branded as protection and abundance and a path to power and I believe that humans are going to start to realize the emptiness of those symbols and to start to see the value where it actually is which is in the inherent goodness of the human heart the desire and willingness to tend to protect to care for and that humans in huge numbers across the planet are going to start to prioritize those values over all the indoctrinated symbols of status and obedience and the promise of a future of abundance if they give their fealty to these symbols of power that are actually empty shadows treaties that will never be upheld promises that will never be kept thank you for listening to my earth report (laughs) in the first week of 2023 on this 99th episode of the plant witch podcast and thank you for doing your part in answering this initiation and finding in your own heart those values of care and tending and protection and responding to them by prioritizing them and seeing the empty symbols of power for what they are. May we look around us and remember the family that we belong to that is other than human and more than human. And may we extend our care to them, to those kin, in the same way we extend it to the children of our own species. Happy New Year. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me, and it's time to come back to life.